Hey everybody, this is West Virginia Overtime with Sam, and we are going to do a new podcast, and it is AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, for those of you who listened to episode one, our introduction, we talked about how we were doing a podcast and we were going to do different topics. West Virginia Overtime, uh, when you go to our sites, is going to be about middle school and high school sports, and we are going to be doing podcasts about that. Episode two uh, is about middle school sports uh, and about some coaching tactics that people use in middle school that I personally don't agree with and how we probably should get away from them. But in episode one, in the introduction, we told you we were going to be doing different topical uh, podcasts all about sports, everything from middle school up to the pros. And yes, that includes pro wrestling. So we're going to be talking about All Elite Wrestling uh, tonight and Wednesday Night Dynamite. For those of you who are interested, uh, episode three was a Disney podcast. And so we're going to be doing all kinds of different topics. But I wanted to do AEW because they're coming to Charleston on October 30th. I hope all of you have your tickets that are excited about this. What we're going to be doing with this show is not necessarily a recap show. We're going to be doing kind of a news and highlight show. And uh, we're going to be discussing what we think is going to come, uh, what we thought was great, and what we really like. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to be doing a WWE show, uh, possibly for SmackDown and Raw. I don't know whether we're going to combine those or whether we're going to do them separately. But uh, I know a lot of you guys that are fans of West Virginia Overtime, especially those of you on Twitter, um, are fans of AEW. So we want to make sure that you guys get a podcast. If you're listening to this on Anchor, down below there should be send us a voice message. If you have any comments, do you have any topics, any suggestions, any questions uh, about this podcast, feel free to shoot us a voicemail. Let us know what you're thinking or what you want to ask. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other podcatcher, what you have to do is you have to go to one of our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, WV Overtime. Uh, we are we have our Facebook page, which is WV Overtime. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, which we're going to be at Overtime WV. And feel free um, to hit us up in Messenger or DM us or anything like that. Um, our email is WestVirginiaOvertime at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us an email. And we may even read it on the air. We also have the capability now to be able to talk to you guys and set up interviews with you or set up interviews with coaches or whoever so um, we may be doing that coming in the future but we kind of wanted to start this AEW podcast off with some highlights what's been going on um, 
the last couple of days. Uh, a lot of it concerns WWE. WWE, to me, seems like that they are a little bit on the run. They uh, are finding out that AEW is a little bit of a competition with them. Now, you're going to find out through these podcasts that I'm a big AEW supporter. Uh, I think the reason why I am is because I have followed Cody since he was a little kid. Um, Dusty Rhodes was my grandma's favorite wrestler. And anytime that I went down to her house and NWA was on at 6.05 on Saturday, we weren't allowed to talk until it was commercial. She absolutely loved Dusty Rhodes. And I got to see Cody um, in television and kind of growing up. And then I got to see him on the WWE. So when he broke away, that really caught my attention. Up until then, I'm just going to be real honest with you. I had not followed the independent circuit. I uh, really hate that because I think I have missed out on a lot of great wrestlers. I did not follow New Japan, and I do now more. Uh, So we're going to be talking a little bit about New Japan and some of the indie circuits. But um, up until then, I really had not followed it. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about AEW is because all of the new wrestlers that I'm discovering, but let's get to some news and highlights. Uh, I'm sure all of you heard that Eric Bischoff, who, uh, ran WCW back in the Monday Night War airs, um, that Vince McMahon had hired him to run SmackDown on Fox and he was fired on Tuesday. He has been replaced by Bruce Pritchard, whose podcast is uh, Rain with Conrad Thompson, and he has been back since January. I'm not sure about this. Um, Bruce Bruce Pritchard is an older guy. And I really think that they need to be getting some new blood in. As a 50, 60, 70-year-old guy that has been in the wrestling business for 40 or 50 years and kind of been in the wrestling bubble, I don't know that you can write for some of these new stars. I find it really hard to believe that Bruce Pritchard is going to be able to write a good storyline for Matt Riddle. Um, I don't think he understands him. I don't think he gets his character. And so I think that that is the reason why we've been seeing a lot of new, or excuse me, a lot of old, stale stuff. And WWE, to me, over the last couple years has really went, went downhill and... And it's almost been borderline boring a lot of times. I find myself DVRing it, watching it after the fact. I used to use the logic on fast-forwarding through commercials. But now I'm finding myself to fast-forwarding through matches because I'm just really bored with certain performers and with certain storylines. I'm hoping Bruce can turn it around, smack 
SmackDown Live, they have a really huge, great opportunity, but I just don't know that they can do it. Speaking of Fox, uh, I want to make sure that all of you are aware and that you saw the highlight that came out earlier today. SmackDown on October 25th is going to be moving for one time only to Fox Sports 1. So you need, if you're DVRing it because you're going to the football games, you need to make sure that you're changing your DVR. Smackdown on Fox, remember, on October 25th is going to be moving to Fox Sports 1. They're saying this is a one-night-only thing. It's because of the World Series. Um, and then the following week in November, it will move back to regular Fox. But if ratings keep going down, I'll look for Fox to give it about six months, maybe a year. Um, definitely through the buildup of WrestleMania and right after um, that it's going to be on Fox. But I wouldn't doubt it with the way they're going that by this time next year or even the summer of 2020 that they may not be on Fox sports one permanently so let's kind of see how that plays out um i don't know how many of you watched wwe backstage um on tuesday night it was actually pretty good i actually um enjoyed it more than i enjoyed uh raw so i've I don't know whether I just enjoy the talking in the stage show uh, or the people that were on it better. I, I don't really know. But they drew 600,000 viewers, which is almost as many as NXT got last Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, NXT barely got 800,000 viewers. So, um, a studio show just talking about wrestling, uh, that was on FS1 got almost as many viewers as NXT, and that's a little scary to me. Um, but it was the first time that it was showing, so maybe that was it. I don't know. So, um, that's kind of the highlights that we have. I'm not going to go into a review of Raw or anything like that or what was said on WWE Backstage. We're going to kind of start from here and go forward. So let's talk a little bit about AEW. You're going to find out who I like, who, who I don't like, and hopefully we'll be able to have some discussion. Like I said, hit us up on our social media platforms or hit that voice message. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me why uh, I'm crazy for not liking certain people. Because there are some popular people in AEW that I don't like. And so let's start off. Uh, the first match that they had uh, tonight was SEU and the Lucha Brothers. I like both of them. I, I have really been into SEU. I enjoyed them when they were on Ring of Honor. I like Christopher Daniels. Uh, I enjoyed the surprise of the Lucha Brothers coming out and just nailing him and them having to take him out on stretcher. Later we found out Christopher Daniels, uh, 
you know, had a stinger, and he's fine and everything, but um, I really enjoyed the whole storyline of, you know, the Lucha Brothers coming out, and they have a, um, a rivalry going on, and them just nailing uh, Christopher Daniels. It caused Scorpio Sky to come out, try to save him, and of course, he was in street clothes, and he agreed to wrestle. Um, he had his pants on and tennis shoes, and, you know, they took on the best friends. I don't know a whole lot about the best friends. I'm just going to be real, real honest with you. I don't know whether I like them or not. Uh, the best friends beat SEU earlier in Fighter Fest. I really didn't like that match. Um, I didn't feel like the best friends really worked together real well. Uh, felt that they were nervous at, at Fighter Fest. And, of course, I was rooting for SEU. So, this match, when um, they took off uh, Scorpio Sky's uh, shoes and, and threw them out and they bit his toes, I was thinking, here we go again. I'm, I'm not going to like this match. Um, the best friends grew on me a little bit in this match, but I was really excited that uh, SEU pulled this one off and they're moving on in the tag team tournament. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, the tag team tournament is going to continue next week in Pittsburgh, but the finals, the actual championship, is going to be decided here in Charleston, West Virginia on October 30th, and I absolutely can't wait. I'm going to be there, and uh, I'm not a big fan of ta tag team wrestling. I think that's because I was a WWE fan for the last couple years, and they're not big on tag team wrestling. So I'm slowly getting involved in tag team wrestling. So tonight was a struggle. Um... Tonight on uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite, it was tag team uh, overload almost, and there were a lot of tag matches, and I wasn't sure how I was going to react to that, but I, I, I did actually kind of enjoy it. So I'm hoping in Charleston, when the championship's there, uh, some teams that I like will at least be there, and and I can root somebody on. I uh, absolutely loved uh, Santana and Ortiz coming out. I like their interests. Uh, I like how JR and Excalibur and Tony Schiavone are selling them, that they're kind of these psychos, and that they took on these nobodies and just blew them away in, a, in like two minutes. I think that they're really building them up to be the bad guys of this particular faction that they're creating with the inner circle. I was shocked when Chris Jericho popped up on the video screen and delivered a message, called him pit bulls. And then he issued a challenge um, that uh, Santana and Ortiz were to take on the Young Bucks November 9th at Full Gear, which is the next pay-per-view. And I was... I got kind of pumped because here's going to be the first place we fight. I'm not really into the Young Bucks. 
Um, Matt and Nick Jackson just don't do it for me. They flippity-flop um, a little too much for me, and they do botch a lot of their spots. Um, I don't know whether it's the camera angles where AEW is new or exactly what's going on there, but there's a lot of times you can see when they're half-line in the air, they're not even coming close to hitting their opponents, and I just don't like their attitudes. I can't get into them. I know they're part of being elite, and they're with Cody, and I should like them, but I just don't. So, I really hope that Santana and Ortiz just totally kill them at full, full gear. And we'll talk about that, you know, as full gear gets closer. We'll do some predictions. Uh, maybe I'll put up some polls on Twitter or ask you guys on Facebook who you think will win or something like that. But I'm... As it stands right now, I'm really hoping Santana and, and Ortiz just totally kill him. I really enjoyed the vignette that um, Brandy and Cody did. Um, I like Brandy and Cody as a couple. Uh, I have followed them, like I said, through their careers. I loved how everybody, uh, they brought Diamond Dallas Page on there. Um, they had MGF and Brandy were, were all talking about how they were afraid that Cody with his meetings would get distracted and that they had saw a brand new concentration level with him and that he was really going after this championship with Chris Jericho and they showed him being focused. But they showed the dual side of him. They, they showed him in the meetings. They showed him building AEW and really being behind the scenes, but they also showed him working out. They showed him, you know, going through his moves and lifting weights and, and wrestling and everything. And so I kind of like that dual aspect of Cody. So I got into that vignette. That's one of the few vignettes that AEW has done so far. A lot of the vignettes that they're doing are more out in the arena, in the stadium, or they're in the ring. So this one was kind of pre-produced. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I liked the different interviews, especially bringing in the old with the new as far as Diamond Dallas Page and MGF. Uh, so so I like that. And then they had the uh, women's match. Wasn't real sure why. Uh, maybe I'm not understanding something. That's something else you can write in and you can talk to me about. Because um, Britt Baker versus Rio, um, they tagged together last week and you know I don't remember them having any problems um, I, everybody knows Brett Baker wants the world championship so it does make sense that she would want to go after Rio but they didn't have any problems tagging together last week to set that up so it kind of felt like babyface versus babyface 
And I understand that Riho has three times the experience that Britt Baker has, but I always thought that AEW was setting Britt Baker up to be the babyface of the women's division. That she was going to be the leader and she was going to be who the audience was going to get to know. Her story of her being a full-time dentist and wanting to be a wrestler and bringing her into this. So I was really shocked when she got eliminated in the tournament, and Riho won. Um, I know that Riho was brought over by Kenny Omega and is one of her his favorites, and he is really taking her under his wing and everything. I know that a lot of you are going to say, hey, Britt, Beck, uh, Britt Baker is really popular, and she probably doesn't need the, vet, the belt to get... Um, the support of the fans and to get the fans behind her. But I think with this being a new promotion that they really need a strong woman carrying the belt and they need somebody that the fans are behind. And I think there are so many fans out there that don't know who Riho is and really find her hard to believe that she's 98 pounds and that she's taking on people like Nyla Rose and winning. I, I just, I'm, to me, it's just not believable. I'm really disappointed in AEW. I understand that she signed a contract in Impact Wrestling six months to a year before AEW was even a thought. But I really thought AEW, with Tony Khan's money, was going to buy Tessa Blanchard's contract out. I feel like that is who AEW needs. They really need to go after Tessa Blanchard. Um, after watching Tessa Blanchard in uh, Impact and watching her in WoW in Women of Wrestling, she has the it factor. And I don't know if it's because she is a second-generation ge star with Tolly Blanchard being her dad and Magnum T.A. being her stepdad. Um, or it's just the passion she has, but she has this it factor, this charisma, and I think had they been able to get her, that the women's division would have been on fire for AEW, uh, especially with Britt Baker there and B Priestley and uh, Brandy trying to wrestle some. I would have loved to see Tessa Blanchard against Nyla Rose. I also think if they would have gotten Tessa Blanchard, they could have brought in some other women. Um, they uh, Some other women would have taken them seriously and really came over. So... I really already, I don't know how long Tessa Blanchard's contract is with Impact Wrestling, but I really think that they need to go after her as soon as it's over, or if not, I think they need to try to buy it out and get her to come over. Now, we've got three big matches coming up to finish up, and so right now, let's just take a break, take a breather, and uh, we're going to discuss the, the last three matches right after this. 
Hey everybody, I wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's what I'm using to make this podcast. I use it not only because it's free, but because it's easy. I can record and broadcast anything and everything right from my phone, or I can use a computer. It allows me to edit things, and it has everything I need just in one place. And not only that, you can make money from your podcasts. But what you have to do is you've got to go download the free Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm just to get started. And then send me a link. I want to hear your podcast. Alright, we're back. Let's let's talk about the final three matches and then what's to come. Um, the next match was Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt uh, versus the Lucha Brothers. And again, this was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, since they put Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as a tag team, um, I've been kind of interested in that. Uh, I've been really excited about Luchasaurus, especially since I saw him in the Battle Royal. I felt that he has the strength. Um, not real sure about his character. There hasn't been a whole lot of character development discussing why he's a Luchasaurus and, and what's going on. And he's been partnered with Jungle Boy, which is Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry. Um, really impressed with Jungle Boy being as little as he is that he can do the movesets that he does at the young age. Um, some of them are wild movesets as far as flying around and um, turning hurricanes into uh, double hurricanes and flips, and it's just really impressive. Um, Marco's stunt, I'm kind of on the fence about. Yeah, there are some fantastic things he can do, um, and he makes them look somewhat cool, but when you actually kind of sit down and think about it, there is no way when he does a Hurricane Rana that he is getting anyone to flip. They're just going to stand there. He does not have enough weight on him to actually get them to move, especially someone, um like the Lucha Brothers, and so it was really hard for me to suspend belief in this match. I usually try to stay away from the dirt sheets and um, the news outlets, but I didn't do that today, so I already knew that that Luchasaurus was hurt and that he wasn't going to be participating in this match. I didn't know Marco Stunt was going to be his fill-in, actually, until I watched the TV show, though. I was a little disappointed that they they didn't get someone else, but it was it was a pretty you know, decent match. Uh, the Lucha Brothers came out, loved their, their costumes. Um, I just think that they are extremely exciting. They're very good. They're very technical sound. Um, I just really enjoy them. I did not enjoy this match. Um, I felt like it almost became a flippity-flop of uh, high-flying match, and 
that the Lucha Brothers were more becoming mat wrestlers and pyre wrestlers, and that's not always their style. Um, I wanted them to be able to show off a little bit too. I just felt like the the match wasn't everything it could have been had Luchasaurus been in it. And so I was really looking forward to that. Um, but it was still still a pretty good match. Um, I'm looking forward to next week with with the Lucha Brothers. And then I didn't know this match was coming. Uh, we had another tag match, and so when I saw that it was announced uh, at the opening of the show, I was thinking, how is this going to work? This is four singles wrestlers, and they're making them tag teams and going to tag them up. I knew there had to be a swerve coming somehow, some way. Wasn't real sure how it was going to happen. So you had Kenny Omega and Adam Page as a team. Uh, Both of them are part of being elite. Again, this is where you're, you guys are going to yell and scream at me and say, how can you say this? I'm not a big Kenny Omega fan. I watched him some in New Japan, and then I've watched him in AEW, and I know that he's only a losing streak. I know that's part of the character. I know they're going to be bringing him back, but I just haven't really been real impressed with him. I don't think he's charismatic. I don't find him really funny. Um... He is a very good technical wrestler, but there is something about him that gets on my nerves, and I cannot figure out what it is. As far as Adam Page, um, the cowboy gimmick, it's been done. I don't know that it fits him. Um, You know, they want to call it a lariat. Um, It's a clothesline. But anyway... I'm not real sure about Adam Page. I haven't heard him talk a lot, so I'm not real sure about his mic skills. And he is a pyre wrestler, and I want to like him, but so far, just just haven't been able to get him bored. Uh, maybe because he was going after Chris Jericho, and I do like Chris Jericho, have liked Chris Jericho since the 90s, so maybe that's why I haven't gave Adam Page a chance. So when they, you know, announced him as a tag team, I was automatically going to be rooting for their opponents. So that brings up um, Pac. I want to call him Pac. And I don't know why. Um, I think that sounds cooler to call him Pac. Um, but they're calling him Pac. And I got to see him following the WWE as Neville. I enjoyed him as Neville. Um, I like him better in AEW. I like this mean streak, this villain, um, this bad guy that he's playing this I don't really care I really really enjoy that I enjoy his high flying moves because I feel like they have a purpose other than just to wow me Uh, I feel like his 
uh, high flame moves have some kind of power behind them and they are made to either get a pin or to cause some kind of pain so I I really like Pac um, I don't like him with John Moxley now you're gonna get tired of listening to me talk about John Moxley I really like John Moxley he's probably one of my favorite wrestlers uh, in AEW, I like John Moxley, I like Darby Allen, I like MGF. So you're going to hear a lot about them. Um, I like John Moxley when he was in the WWF as Dean Ambrose, but from doing research and reading up on him, I like Jonathan Good as a person. Um, I like his upbringing and how he struggled uh, to become who he is and I like his views on life as far as yes I'm making money but I don't need everything in the world uh, I like his relationship with Renee Young and so I just like John Moxley I like his attitude I like his strut I like his cockiness I love his promos um, not a big fan of the shorts in AEW, um, kind of wish that he would, uh, get a different outfit as far as that goes. Really miss him coming through the crowd. Um, I'm setting in Charleston on October 30th. He's supposed to be there. I was kind of hoping he would come through the crowd and maybe I would get to see him up close, but really thought him and Pike would would do a number on Omega and Paige. Like I said, kind of knew there was a swerve coming, but really wasn't 100% sure exactly what it was going to be. Enjoyed the Moxley and Omega parts. I think they have great chemistry. I think the match for the pay-per-view with both of them being very good technical wrestlers but also understanding psychology, I think they're going to tell a good story in the ring. I think up until this point, they've told a good story. Love Mox putting him through a, a glass table uh, last week. So I I think I'm going to really enjoy that. Um, didn't really get the whole um, Kenny Omega reaching under for the barbed wire broom, Moxley grabbing his bat, and, you know, Pac coming in and taking him away. I was kind of like, what are you doing? I want to see some blood. Yes, I know they're going to get disqualified, but who cares about this tag match anyway? We're supposed to be further in the story, so let's just let them beat the crap out of each other with barbed wire. And so just a big disappointment that Pike come in there and took that away. Really enjoyed um, Moxley doing the double underhook DDT and just leaving. Um, thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, thought that Pike needed to get the crap knocked out of him after not giving me what I wanted as far as seeing the barbed wire. So, was, you know, happy that Paige and, and Omega really beat him down. 
uh, was not surprised about the match made next week, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, thought that was a pretty decent match. Was looking forward to the main event. Um, had been looking forward to the main event since it was announced last week with the build-up on Twitter, um, Jericho running his mouth, uh, Darby Allen showing his skateboard, uh, was super excited about this match. I have been super excited about Darby Allen since I saw him on the Vice, um, Viceland TV show, The Wrestlers, and they told his life story uh, about the drunk driver and why he wears the makeup that he does and everything. So I had been following him on the indies, was super pumped when he was signed to AEW. So for him to get this match against Jericho this soon, I knew they weren't going to give him the belt, but I was expecting a really good match, and I felt like I got it. Um, love Darby's makeup with Champ all over it, even down on his chest. Love Jericho coming out as the pain maker. I had seen him do that in New Japan and kind of had been waiting for it and wondering if he was going to do that in AEW. And he did not disappoint. Um, absolutely love this match. Had been disappointed with the Cody match that Darby had uh, back at Fighter Fest because I felt like he sold too much. Felt like he crawled around too much. Felt like, you know, he acted like he was way too tired and everything. He didn't do that this match. Jericho landed some really good blows and he sold them well, but he didn't sell them like he was dying. And I felt that gave him strength that when Jericho finally tied his hands together, Darby Allen showed how athletic he was. I felt like he looked absolutely awesome. I had seen on YouTube where he had did the stunt with the hands tied together before, but he pulled out some new tricks tonight and loved the moonsaults that he was doing, loved how he was getting up and taking advantage and using kicks. Jericho really uh, sold those, and I felt like this match was another match that made Darby Allen. Uh, loved that it almost seemed like Darby Allen was going to pull it out. Uh, was a little confused that Jack uh, or Jake Hager did not come out with Jericho. Uh, so it was a little shocking, boom, to see that blue shirt. I knew he had to be lurking around somewhere, didn't know when he was going to come out. But the camera angle on that was outstanding because you didn't see him coming. And so he just, you know, Darby Allen was getting ready to do another moonsault. And you saw Hager come out of nowhere and just drill him. And so uh, really enjoyed that with Jericho getting the walls of Jericho on him. And I thought for a second hey, Darby's not going to give up, and then, you know, at the last minute, he he did, and I really think that that cemented uh, the inner circle, 
especially with Sammy Guevara and Santana and Ortiz coming out with the champagne and squirting it all over the place. Sammy Guevara is another one, young kid that I'm absolutely in love with. Think that he's got an outstanding future ahead of him. Love that he's cocky as all get out, and I think Jericho is going to mold him. Um, so I love the ending of that with them coming out and really excel, celebrating at the end. So I thought this was a pretty good show. Um, didn't think it was uh, the best show that they've had so far, but it was a pretty good show. Um, looked it up um, next Tuesday on AEW Dark. Um, not going to give the spoilers, but you're going to see Brandon Cutler uh, against Joey Janela. You're going to see Nyla Rose against Leva Bates. I don't know who that is. And you're going to see Cody, Dustin Rhodes, and the Young Bucks against Strong Hearts and Private Party. I'm really looking forward to that dark match. Um, I like it when Cody and Dustin were against each other, but I also liked it when they tagged. And so I am really interested in that. And I am a little interested in Private Party and how they work together. So looking forward to AEW Dark uh, next Tuesday night on um, YouTube. Uh, next week's are going to be in Pittsburgh uh, for the 23rd. And in case you guys missed it, it's going to be Private Party versus the Lucha Bar brothers and i'm hoping the lucha brothers pull it off because like i said i want to see the lucha brothers in charleston and then you're going to see seu versus the dark order i don't know a whole lot about the dark order uh people tell me that they're a little insane and that they had a different name at one time i need to do some research on them but me just being a fan, and I know that I'm going to be going to this show live, I want to see the Lucha Brothers versus SEU. So uh, that I can hear SEU tell me that Charleston, West Virginia is the worst town they've ever been to. So I, I'm really going to be watching those two matches pretty close next week. And then um, John Moxley versus Pike. I think that's going to be a good match. I wish they would put some kind of stipulation on it. I don't want it to be a street fight or anything like that. But I really wish they would put some kind of stipulation. Um, right off the top of my head, I can't think of what one could be. But I feel like both of them, with them being bad guys and being evil, uh, but the crowd kind of likes both of them, that I think with the right stipulation that it could really go over big. Um, didn't like how they advertised um, Britt Baker and the Young Bucks for next week, but didn't tell us who they, they were going to be wrestling. Said they were going to be in action. I know it's Britt Baker's hometown, so look for her to have a big match. Probably against Bree Priestley, uh, since that's who she's been ar uh, arguing and fighting with. It's not going to surprise me if they, with that being her hometown, that they don't do a brief Priestley match um, there and there are some kind of shenanigans that are going on. Uh, as far as the Young Bucks being in uh, service next week, 
I don't know who they're going to take on. Um, I can't off the top of my head think who who that could be. But I guess next week, um, Jericho and the Inner Circle must be taking the week off. Um, because none of them are being advertised. Uh, really weird to me that this is going to be the um, second week in a row that Cody's not going to be on TV, that Dustin's not going to be on TV, that Sammy Gravar's not going to be on TV, that MJF's not going to be on TV. So, um, maybe some combination of those will be a tag team against the Young Bucks, or somehow they're going to get involved in some shenanigans or something like that. I hope that they all take the week off so that they'll all be in Charleston and be nice and and rested up. Um, For those of you so far, what they have for for, for full gear, which is the pay-per-view on November 9th, they've got Moxley versus Omega, they've got Jericho versus Cody Rhodes, and they've got the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. So maybe the Inner Circle next week will be messing with the Young Bucks uh, in Pittsburgh. But um, Full Gear is already shaping up to be a pay-per-view that I want to see way more than I wanted to see Hell in a Cell from WWE. So that's going to end this podcast with uh, AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. Probably won't do another wrestling podcast until Friday or Saturday. Um, probably we'll talk a little bit about SmackDown um, with the draft happening last week. Hopefully, uh, SmackDown this week will be a reintroduction of everybody that's going to be on SmackDown and that it'll be a semi big show. Let's hope. Anyway, like any, like I have been saying, if you've got any questions, comments, uh, suggestions, problems, protests, questions, anything, hit us up on our social media uh, platforms. Feel free to argue with me. Feel free to tell me why Kenny Omega is the best in the world. I think I'll argue with you and tell you Will Ospreay might be. But anyway, feel free to argue with me about the Young Bucks and why I can't stand them. Uh, just start a conversation. Let's get this going. And hopefully, I will see you guys real soon. Bye.